Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and I think for the first time in the history of the Net Worth Podcast, I will not be joined by our Californian. Spread of stairs got the night off. What are we supposed to do, Jorge? Good question. I think this is the first episode he hasn't been on, ever. I know, it's really disappointing. We're not going to have a sultry Sacramento in tone, so we'll have to find some way to do it. Maybe one of us will do a very White impression at some point during the middle to try and balance things out. What do you think? <laughs> That'll be you. All right. Well, I'm going to start with last week. We had a tournament in Nottingham. I know that it seemed to rain just about every single day, but they did, in fact, play some tennis. A lot of it was on indoor hard courts. Um, so if you're handicapping the grass season, this might be an interesting tournament to throw out. But let's start with the biggest accomplishment. Caroline Garcia finally beat Jennifer Brady. Uh, you know, congratulations to Caroline Garcia. We're really happy for her. Um, what a wild thing. Now, you know, Jorge, I've maybe been following tennis for about three, four years now, but I cannot ever remember two players playing four times this early in a season. Can you ever remember anything like that? Not off the top of my head, but I know that it, it happens every a couple times every year that four players by the end of the or two players by the end of the season have played each other uh, four or five times. I don't think it's I I I can't recall the last time it happened uh, by mid June. I mean <laughs> that's incredible. It's absolutely nuts. It was fun to see Garcia. She seems to be playing some some better tennis. Did you get a chance to watch much of her this week? Uh, I didn't get to watch much of Nottingham at all. I think a lot of the times when they were indoors, it took them a while to get the streams up. Um, and when they were on indoor hards, I kind of just, I, I wrote that tournament off as well as the challenger on the men's side, handicapping wise, because, uh, they didn't announce, or at least not that I could see early enough, um, whether it was going to be on hards or grass, whether they would start on grass and see it out and then move indoors if necessary. And I don't want, you know, when I'm handicapping, I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, placing any wagers on it, on anything with so much uncertainty. So um, I, I kind of wrote that one off uh, this week. There's not much to do uh, tape study-wise. They only played a few matches in the whole tournament on grass. So uh, still the only the only sad part of Nottingham for me was they finally played on grass, and Vekic gets to the final. And once again, for the third time uh, this season, we've I've put uh, four women into the finals of uh, a tournament on an outright bet and three of them now have won the first set and lost the match so <laughs> it's uh it's getting to the point where i think the new hedging strategy is going to be wait till the end of the first set and get even better of a hedging price because it happened with uh vondrasova in budapest i believe mm -hmm. and then kenan in acapulco uh, or one of those mexican tournaments and then so. uh this one now vekic 6-2 up having a wonderful week. You know, Garcia had to finish her match earlier that day, earlier in the day against Brady. Everything looked good. And then she loses two tie breaks, so it's frustrating. It really is. What do you think about Garcia on grass the rest of the way? I was flipping through some of her numbers and saw some better performances that I might have expected. She does seem to be finding a little bit of form here. Is she somebody that you're going to be thinking about come Wimbledon? Um, she's someone you always have to think about on every surface. Uh, that's what she's probably one of the the better all court players on tour. I don't think there's a surface that she struggles on. Um, she can win on on anything, and I think, you know, we talked in a in a group chat the other uh, the other day about you know Petra Martic being one of those players as well. Uh, I think Caroline is probably one uh, a step up from from that. Um, she's a great clay player. She's a very good uh, hard court player. Now she's got a, a grass title this year. I mean, there's. Every slam, you have to look at her quarter and and potentially look at her quarter price. I don't think I'll ever 
you know, be looking at her number to win the entire thing just because uh, she's never shown that she has the chops to do it. And her price generally isn't good enough for someone who's never won a slam. Um, but, you know, there's in certain markets, you know, who will go the furthest or stage of elimination or uh, to win the quarter. For Wimbledon, there will be a lot of different markets you can explore. And I think she's she's going to have, uh, she might have some value in uh, in a few of those. Yeah, for sure. Donna Vekic looked nice. You know, I think we picked her. I know I did. I think you did as well to win yeah. this event. Disappointing to see her at 7-1. to one. Hopefully you did maybe hedge a little bit after that I, first set. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I was out for Father's Day. We're recording on Father's Day. And uh, there was no hedging opportunity for me last night because, of course, the Brady-Garcia match carried over. And so uh, I had to hope, and it didn't uh, didn't work out too well. But... You know, it's good to have another player in the final and then be seeing the board uh, at least uh, decently. Yeah, maybe next week. Let's jump into the tournament in Hertogenbosch, which I'm sure that I just absolutely butchered that. Um, what's the name of the city it's in? I think it's Rusmalen. There you go, Rusmalen. So anyway, apologies to our friends and listeners in the Netherlands if we botched that. I assure you it was nothing personal. Kiki Burtons makes it all the way to the final, wins the first set 6 nothing. Then, I can't remember if it was after the first game or just at the beginning of the second set, takes a tumble and has to call a medical timeout. Um, I unfortunately had to leave and missed the end of that just after that, but it looks like things got a little tough. Any chance you saw that, Jorge? Uh, I did not. No, I didn't watch uh, watch anything today. Big, uh, it's a big day, so uh, no uh, no tennis for me today. Was a family day. Well, an interesting performance either way. Allison Wrist takes takes the tournament. I don't think that we talked about her at all. Looking back, pretty solid grass game for her. Um, you know, I think there's been maybe a little chatter on her number around Wimbledon. I think she's probably about a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty to one at this point. Do you like her at all? Come that event, are you going to be maybe thinking about her name? Uh, if it's that high, that's definitely kind of like an equity play. I think, you know, you're obviously not expecting her to win it. Um, although it would be pretty cool if we could find her around there and and she would make some crazy Vondrasova like run, which could be really fun. Um, but uh, if it's at that number, I would think it would be in the you know get to the fourth round and get a nice draw, and then start hedging for profit along the way uh, because it is a big enough number to hedge that early. I'm seeing 150 to 1 at uh, Unibet, so that's a very nice number. I think I'm going to sprinkle on that right now. Yeah, hopefully I find something. I'm going to look at that just afterwards. Again, Kiki Burton, she seemed to be okay, finished the match, so hopefully going forward she's healthy. The only other name that maybe stuck out here for me, your girl Veronica Kudermatova. I don't know if mm. you get to watch her match with Risk, but a tough three-setter and, and you know, unfortunately lost, obviously, but are did you maybe see or, or find anything in some of her wins this past week that gives you some hope for her for the rest of the grass season? Uh, I Yeah, I mean, I, I find hope in most matches I watch of her. She's demonstrably an all-quarter. Um, as I mentioned, I think on a pod last week or the week before, she's the player I've bet on the most this year. Uh, I think I've had in some capacity, whether it be outrights or, uh, or single bets or, or you know, um, betting on two separate markets in one match like the ML and then the two nothing at crazy high odds with a with a smaller stake uh I think I've had 16 or 17 wagers on her so um the bookies continue to underprice her they did it on clay where she was looked pretty good last year they're they're gonna do it on grass now that's fine by me she's got a huge serve and um she's she can really hit the ball and I think that's gonna bode well on the grass um something also this week that 
uh, we want to talk about and the reason why I didn't have the best week, um, especially considering the last two months went so well. Uh, I like to look at experience uh, early in the grass season when this because the season is so short. Boy, did that not work out as a handicap this week. Elena Rybakina had a good week. Uh, Kuder Matova had a good week. Katie McNally, uh, the week before at a smaller ITF event, had a big week. Uh, very impressed with some of these young players who have, you know, never played on the grass that are uh, that are playing well on it now. Um, but I did want to say one more thing with Allison Risk. What I did say last week on the pod was to fade her uh, because she had those three matches in two days in Surbiton and had to get all the way to the Netherlands. Holy cow, do I have some respect for her. Um, you know, she's 10-0 and 0 now. Between June 5th and June 16th, she's played 10 matches, including five three-setters. Uh, and, you know, I think the last two three-setters went to 7-6 and 7-5. Um, that, that's incredible. And there was a, a tie break against Barrett's in the second set, too. So, you know, just an incredible show of perseverance. And she's playing again this week. Um and she'll have that ranking probably inside the, the top 50. She can make another big run. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say it again. As, as much as it didn't work last week, be wary of backing her this week. She's played an absolute ton of tennis lately. I liked your point about s- seeing some players have success that I don't necessarily think of as grass quarters. The Rybakina run is really interesting. Beats Lepchenko, who isn't the best, but actually has some decent performances. Van Utvank, who's got that big serve you think would be great on grass. Flipkins, who, you know, as, as much as she's in maybe the twilight of her career, has just some excellent results on grass and continues to win on that surface. Really shocking to see her. I'm flipping through, looking at some of the mm-hmm. other names here. Um, I don't know if I didn't see any success in Greet Minnen's past on, on grass. That was really interesting to see her win a couple matches. It was nice to see Zachary so, show some proficiency. I think of her kind of in that same vein as an all-quarter like you were talking about for Garcia. Um, so it's good to see her finally get some success there. But I thought that was a great point. Anything else to touch on from last week before we jump into the bigger tournaments this week? Uh, no, I'm ready to go. Ready to go for, uh, for Birmingham and Mallorca this week. Well, it's good you said Birmingham first. We'll start there, the tournament in Birmingham, the United Kingdom. So a short travel for the folks that were in Nottingham and probably not too long for our friends in the Netherlands. Um, Looking back at some past winners, Petra Kvitova, the two-time defending champion, but unfortunately will not be here. She's got some injuries she's dealing with. Hopefully we'll see her back at Wimbledon. Madison Keys won in 2016. Kerber and then Ivanovich in 2014, looking back um, ever since it's become a premier event. We'll start with the top half of the draw. We see Naomi Osaka's name here as the first seed, as we have just about every tournament this year. Looking mm-hmm. at the bottom of this top half, we've got Joe Conta, and then working my way through the middle here, Petra Martic. I see Alina Svitolina, your very favorite. Yastremska, uh, mm-hmm. Gorgias, Meldenovic, a, pr- a lot of names here. Actually, Sakari playing Osaka in the first round so do you see any value here from an outright perspective and who do you think ends up in the final in the top half of Birmingham I think uh, I'm gonna I'm backing uh, Joanna Conta this week um, the the number isn't you know one of the crazy high ones I like but I do have um, one of those as well but that'll come in Mallorca uh, I think that Joe Conta presents some value she hasn't uh, played too much she took some time off after that French Open run, which I like, and now she's ready to get back at it uh, on grass, where she's probably had the most success in her career, and she's back on home soil. She's going to have the crowd behind her. I think this is an incredible opportunity uh, for her, and that 
Uh, I, I look around, you know, Contivate, nice serve, but I, I'm still not sold on her on grass. Ostapenko or a qualifier, those are one and the same. I see those as synonyms now. Ostapenko's oh. going to be a qualifier soon enough. Oh, come enough. on. Spread's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> That's so mean. Come on. That was I was, it's the that weekly. Was it's a weekly take your shot at Ostapenko segment. I mean, Jesus. I, right. I, I have to. Can't break right. tradition fine, here. Fine, fine. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm looking at my bracket. I'd pick qualifier number one. So I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Conta, yeah. And then you have. Conta has you... a nice draw. We'll see. She looks like she gets that qualifier there. I was curious. You took her at eight to one because I actually kind of like Martish at twenty-five to one. But you're right. She's got to go through content. It's a really tough, tough top half. Yeah, and see the the other the other thing here is um, Svinolina. If she's ever gonna struggle on tour it's always against players who who can really hit and joe has shown that she she hit through the clay this year and she was serving spectacularly and if she plays that type of match on grass that she was for weeks on end on clay uh i, I don't think alina has a has a very good chance of winning that and i'd be on her side so i think that's you know that gets her through to the semis where you're likely to have to go through like a gerges or osaka and that could that could be tough um but at at Eight to one, uh, I'll gladly take uh, her into the semis where she'll likely be a dog or at least even money. Very hedgeable price there. And then into the final, I don't see anyone in the bottom half other than Barty that scares me. And uh, I think sh- she could keep the line close enough uh, to Barty to to find one way to get a, a, a little last bit of value out of a, a potential finals hedge. That's a tough number for me. I was hoping for double digits, but I think eight to one might be just about right. But you gotta love her form. You gotta love that she's in her home country. I think she's had some success here before. Um, I'm just a little worried about Mardich and then Osaka. You know, she, we're finally on a faster surface here. I wonder how she adapts. But what do you? We'll get to. I guess we'll get. Actually, we'll save that for the first round matchups. I'm curious to see your thoughts on the, for the first match there, Osaka Sakuri. But I think because you're on Kanta, I maybe have your thoughts. But We'll dig into that a little more. Any other thoughts on the top half? No, no, that's uh, that's pretty much it for for the top half. Looking down at the bottom half, we've got Ashley Barty, like you said, your very favorite. Venus Williams is playing <sighs> again. Um, we've got Buzarnescu and, and Pliskova in the first round. I'm excited to talk about that matchup because I know you see some value there. Uh, my very favorite, Arena Sabalenka, and um, becoming one of my favorite players, Sue Shea, playing the first round, and I can't think of a more opposite version of styles here it's going to be mm-hmm. actually a lot of fun to watch that match and see if Sabalenka can hit her spots or what Shea is able to do with that second serve so looking at the bottom here I, kind of a mess for me I, I didn't see too much down here was there any names that stuck out for you yeah I, I would just echo exactly what you said uh, precisely that it's a mess there's a lot of reasons not to back certain players um, and really the only player I can see emerging is the tournament favorite so there's there's very little value down here for me if four and a half to one on Barty, you can't like that. Um, you know, looking at some of these numbers, it's a lot of small numbers here. They've done a really nice job lining this in such a way where it'd be tough for anybody to really, I think, extract some value. But um, I agree. I think Barty is looking pretty good here. I'm curious to see how she looks on her f- matches on grass. You know, she's got Vekic here, but should be pretty tired after coming off the title. Um, you know, should be able to handle Brady and Sorenko, probably Venus Williams, maybe Kyung Wang, who knows. Carolina Pliskova is interesting, but 
not a lot of value here. So sorry to the listeners from an outright perspective here. You know, the only numbers that I looked at, maybe from a high perspective, you know, Stritzova was at 40 to 1. I know that she has some pretty good performances on grass, but just kind of a tough draw, so I was going to pass there. You know, I mentioned Martich at 25 to 1, but again, some just really tough opponents she has to play through throw. Gosh, nothing for me here, but I know you've got Conte at 8 to 1, right? Yeah, I've got a half unit on, on Joe Conte, and I think that's that's all I've got uh, from an outright perspective. This is not uh, the most, you know, with these premier events um, on grass, you don't have much to go on in terms of, uh, you know, form or data because they're, they've just started up grass, and the, the fields are packed because, uh, you know, it's a premier event. There's more money in points, so you get you know better players which in turn turns into everyone's got a tough draw there's no one with an easy draw and i think that makes it a lot tougher to trust prices um i'm just happy i got a conta in a somewhat uh lesser section uh, and i think that's really all you can do is try and target someone maybe in the second quarter there um going against alina svitolina is probably your only move but that's all i've got for, for outrights here Let's dive into some first-round matchups. Uh, you've, you're a very favorite. Queen Alina's Fidelina, minus 250, a pretty big favorite over Margarita Gasparian. I actually like Gasparian's game. She doesn't have mm. much experience on grass. It appears that she took basically a year and a half off from tennis with what I believe are injuries. Um, what do you think about her on grass? She looked okay. She's got a solid serve, seems to generate some spin. Do you think she'll give uh, Svitolina any trouble here? Uh, I do think she could, and I think that's lined about uh, about right it's correctly i don't think that uh you're betting Svitolina even in a parlay here i think it's dangerous her form she hasn't shown uh, any reason to back her as such a a big favorite in a in a potential parlay uh gasparian has, has really looked uh, good since um you know she's been building i think as the season's gone along is the best way to describe it and i think that 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 could be a very tough matchup for alina uh, margarita can really rip that that one-handed backhand and 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 it's pretty accurate with it, too. And uh, I, I would stay away from that match, yeah. I'm afraid to ask John, Joe, because I know if I ask him, he's going to tell me to bet Gasparian, and then I'm going to do it. So I'll probably skip that one. But <laughs> lean, lean and dog here, I think. Um, on to the next match. Again, my favorite, Arena the Amazonian Warrior Sabalenka is um, only minus 130 against Sue Shea and a line that's kind of perplexing. And to be honest, I'm seeing these for the first time. And you, know, you think about Sabalenka's game, all the power she has, it, it should be great for grasp, but... Looking back, I don't see a ton of success. This feels kind of like this feels like a stay away for me. Maybe an over two and a half setter, one of my favorite bets. But I don't know. Can you see a? Can you pick a winner here, Shea or Sabalenka? This is for me the same scenario, um, a dog or pass kind of uh, situation. I can see value a, a bit of it in Shea, and if you, if someone wanted to bet them, bet Sue Shea and ask me for a reason not to, I, I wouldn't give one to them because uh, Sabalenka's form isn't there. I believe it was was it Gasparian that beat her on yes. grass last yeah, yeah so. so you know she's already she's I think 0 and 1 on grass on the season or 1 and 1 at best um you know on a surface she should be doing well on and when she, when she's in you know in patches like this where she's struggling it's generally the first serve isn't working and or you know she's spraying and she's become very erratic with a lot of unforced errors and the one player you don't want to see when that's when you're in one of those ruts is Sue Shea, who will junk ball and you know even on the best of days when it's in her hitting zone arena's been spraying a lot lately now when it's going to be you know shots on the run shots low to the ground a lot of slices a lot of you know uh, 
drop shots and 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 angles and i think that that is just the worst potential matchup for her as she tries to get herself out of this kind of uh downswing so uh, yeah same thing here either bet sue shea or maybe the over um and look for a split sets like you were men- mentioning uh, or stay away i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on arena even though the bookies are kind of trying to entice you the five seed with the huge serve on grass you know, at minus one thirty, that's going to be tempting a lot of people. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. It's even worse. She didn't even lose to Shea. I'm, I'm looking at her, her Tagenbosch here. She lost to the young Australian Destiny Iva. That is, that's, that's not good. Oh, it wasn't Gasparian. Who am I? Th- oh, I'm thinking of Victoria Kuzmova lost to Gasparian. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's even worse. Well, Dest, you know, Destiny Iva has been undervalued by the way this whole grass season because she has a massive game. Um, I, I think it was Halep at the U.S. Open that she just ran out ran out of gas against, but she she had her on the ropes. I mean, she has a huge game, so fast courts she'll be trouble, but still not a good loss. I don't think the the line should have been that crazy, but you know, Sabalenka still should have won that match. We've got Stritzova just about minus two hundred over Heather Watson. That feels about right. No no interest in Watson, even though she's at home with a home crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Conta minus two hundred roughly again against Annette Contivate. I think Conta's actually probably a pretty solid parlay piece. What do you think? I'm going to leave my limit my exposure to the outright. Uh, I don't want to get too crazy opposing Contivate because she is talented and she does have a serve. So you know, I'm going to to wager that Conta beats her in the first match. Um, I think this is t- her, a tougher match than Conta's second round match. So uh, I do like her to win here, but I'll I've got my exposure uh, through the outright and I'll leave it there. Kika Mladenovic is a gigantic favorite, minus 575 over Rodina. Sure, that makes sense. Now, this one, another big favorite, Karolina Pliskova. And we were talking about this one a little bit, and it seems that money's come in on Pliskova here, or maybe I'm misremembering what we talked about yesterday. But regardless, Buzarnescu is plus 400 against Karolina Pliskova. That doesn't make any sense to me, and I know it doesn't make sense to you. Lay it out for me. No, I, I... From from a few different perspectives, I think this line is is way off. First off, um, when this happens with two players that are both ranked inside the top uh, hundred, or, or even I think Buzarnescu's around the top fifty now. Um, yeah, she's forty. So two players inside the top forty squaring off on the WTA should never, ever, 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 ever be lined with one of them at, at plus you know four fifty. Like that's just wrong. Um, this there's. There's too much parity on the women's tour for this to be lined this way. Uh, a lot of people look at Buzarnescu and say, well, she's a clay quarter, so maybe that's why she's priced like this on grass. But, I mean, last year she went 9-4 and four on grass. Uh, her losses were to Pliskova, but she took her three sets. She lost to Ostapenko, who, when she's redlining, can beat anyone. Um, and I believe is a Wimbledon finalist uh, in her, in her Semi-finalist, in her career. I think. Right, but she's she's made runs in the grass. Kvitova, who we who's won Wimbledon multiple times, correct? And Osaka, those were her four losses last year. She's beaten Svitolina. She beat Mardic, who I consider all core players. She beat Kiki Burton's in that big serve. She beat Sabalenka last year. I mean, Buzarnescu has you know some decent uh, a decent resume on this surface from a year ago, and in terms of the matchup, she's got the serve that works on the grass. Um, She's got the angles that can pull Pliskova around in her service games. And I think that, uh, you know, she can also slice decently. And, you know, someone like, uh, I would look to Magdalena Rybarakova as kind of a comparable. You know, that tall, lanky, um, 
with a woman with a big serve um, that also can slice very well. Rybartikova's beaten Plishko multiple times on grass because she keeps that ball so low, it really irritates the tall Plishkova who has to go down and and kind of bring it back, but she can't get any power on it. You can't hit winners it from that position. And when you take away, um, you know, a lot of such, uh, Plishkova, if you take away winners from Plishkova in, you know, point after point, it becomes hard to, to find Plishkova a path to victory. So I would suggest playing Buzarnescu here. Plus five games seems like a lot. Um, You know, 6-4, 6-3, she could lose handily. And, you know, no sweat off your back. I think um, it's closer than that. Uh, and last year, she covered that number fairly easily. Um, and I think the even the money line is is not the worst shout with a small stake. You don't need to go crazy. You don't need to make it a full unit. I mean, even a half unit is going to return, uh, you know, almost two units of profit or over two units of profit. So there's there's tons of of uh, value in that number to me. I think this should be down around, and I'm not kidding when I say this, I think this should be down around uh, plus 175 at most. Um, but plus 450, I mean, that's absurd. It's it's absolutely absurd. So quickly, without, without double-checking, who has a higher hold break on grass for the last year, Buzarnescu or Pliskova? Well, good question. I would I would think Pliskova, but is it? Buzarnescu by a lot. <laughs> so wow. Buzarnescu, looking at, again, tennis abstract here, 78% hold percentage, Pliskova only 75. And then the break percentage for Buzarnescu, 33.5. For Pliskova, only 27. So you're looking at a hold break for Buzarnescu around, you know, 110, almost 111. And for Pliskova, you know, just 101. So I almost never see a match line this way when there's such a huge variance in a whole break like that, this is wild to me. I think you have to sprinkle the money line. I mean, worst case, maybe Buzarnescu is a little hurt and retires, but I like the plus five. I like the money line. I'm going to take a look at over two and a half games, but I'm with you. I don't necessarily know if I go all the way down to 175, but maybe but 200 at the absolute worst. I mean, this is this is goofy. I, I, I mean, for me, I know some people look at head-to-head. I've been vocal as, as someone who doesn't like the head-to-head stuff. I really don't. Um, I think it's looking to use uh, something that as a as a predictive kind of um, stat that isn't predictive at all. Um, but you know, if you do look at it, it was a close. It, it was three sets last time with Buzarescu running out of steam towards the end. I mean, you've got the stats on your side. You've got the matchup um, that you can you can justify playing the money line. Uh, you've got the 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 pedigree there. You know, Buzarnescu didn't. Put up those numbers against trash competition. We went over her strength of schedule, her quality of competition, uh, just a minute ago when I mentioned all the players she lost to and some of the players she's beaten. Um, uh, there's quality players in there that she racked up these numbers against. It, to me, it, it, it blew my mind when I saw this number. I I, I had to take, do a double take, and then I had to go to ex- Tennis Explorer and Tennis Abstract just to be sure you know, that maybe I wasn't misremembering. And sure enough, I mean... I do remember, and I, I, you know, her game should suit grass, despite the fact that she's a clay quarter. Uh, I'm just really surprised uh, at this number, and I think there's a, a ton of value in it. Um, I think, like, even plus 200, I would I would say would be playable here, um, just because, you know, a 3.00, <laughs> you're telling me she doesn't win this match 33% of the time with all these factors? I, I think... That would be value in itself, but plus 450, I mean, that's outrageous. Like, absolutely outrageous. 
Love that play. Next, we've got Osaka minus 200 against Sakari. Sakari, I'm seeing at plus 160. My guess is you could probably get a better number there. What do you think of this match? I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm not sure that I see a side here. Osaka has some great results on grass against Sakari's success, limited basically to what she did last week. But just a really good season for Sakari, and she's been in great form. I wonder if she can redline here and maybe take a set or two off Osaka. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm more than comfortable backing Osaka in a parlay. Uh, minus 200, or, or even better, I think, at some books, is uh, a little generous to Suckery. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing it under minus 200. Or, uh, yeah, under minus cheaper. 200, that is great. Minus at Pinnacle. To me, felt just about right. Um, I, I think that she should be probably around minus two. I'm not sure as the numbers get bigger in the minus department, I'm not sure how that correlates to, uh, yep. <laughs> to decimals. So I'm going to try and pull up an odds yeah, converter here. Uh, I would think she'd be closer to like a 1.4 than a 1.53 that I'm seeing. Yeah. So I, th I think that comes out to 250. Yeah, that is minus yeah, 250. Minus I did have that one, right? I think go. she's much closer to minus 250 um, than uh, minus one. Uh, I think 1.53 is minus 188, one, minus 190. I think uh, there's uh, 60 points of value. I'm not going to call them 60 cents like Americans think because it's not 60 cents. <laughs> this is a, a huge pet peeve of mine. And I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second here, okay? All right, go 1.53 to 1.4 is minus 190 to minus 250, okay? If I bet $1, I get 53 cents of profit on 1.53, okay? If I bet... One dollar at one forty, yeah, I get forty cents. Doesn't matter. I get fifty three dollars to forty dollars. Now divide it by a hundred and make it into cents. And guess what? That's a thirteen cent difference, not sixty, folks. It's not sixty cents. That when when you see your cappers out there talking about sixty cents of value beating the line, no. If you beat it from one point five three to one point four, you beat the market by thirteen cents, not sixty. All right, let's just make sure this, this math makes a little bit of sense here. If you want to do what you beat the market by in terms of cents and dollars, use decimal odds. Don't don't make yourself look stupid and then count it on American odds. Just don't. Even easier. Just do the implied probability calculation, folks. Closing line value or get the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's that's easily my rant for the week. I hate when I see Americans going, oh, we beat the market for minus 220 to minus 190. That's 30 cents. Wrong. Totally agree. Well said. And it wasn't even too ranty. I give you credit on your succinctness. Thank you. Harriet Dart plus 130 against your girl, Yulia Putinseva. Are we going to see a Putinseva celebration Ooh. or does maybe Dart get the win at home? Is she oh, home? Why do I think she's British? Is she British? Yes, you're Wonderful. right. Wonderful. Yeah. There you go. There's some woman I think who's British who turns out is not. Hopefully we'll get to her. <laughs> um, this one I've been talking myself off Dart. Uh for I think a day and a half now since the lines came out and the lines gotten better to plus 140 it's it's just so hard that she's she's a quality player she's a hitter um I'm not sure that Putin save his junk balling and moon balling is going to be as effective on a fast surface uh I think there's a bit of value on dart I haven't been able to pull the trigger and my uncertainty for a day and a half has led me to not suggest it to my subscribers if I'm going to fight myself for a day and a half you know, I don't think that's a confident enough play to, to send out. Um, so I, I'm not on it. But again, it's another one of those situations where I would not talk you out of betting the dog. 
So when I looked at this line, I had a moment where I hated myself for thinking about this immediately almost like a terrible sports radio guy. The line, again, and this is a terrible talk radio guy that lives in my head that I can't get out. The line says you ha- it's it's a dart line. Like, this is so strange. Why isn't she a bigger underdog to somebody like Putin Save, who's got a little name recognition, who should be a parlay piece for people, I'd say, I'd minus 180, minus 190. Um, I'm curious as to why dart isn't a bigger underdog, but I'm kind of with you. This this looks about right to me, and I'll probably end up passing, but I think well, it is definitely dart or pass. Well, I think the I think the market agrees with that kind of that sentiment. I'm not going to say that uh, thought. I'm going to say sentiment because, um, dang it! Sorry, watching the Cubs game here while we're recording, and they just got thrown out of the plate. But uh, that's right, folks. Uh, he lives in Toronto and is a Chicago <laughs> Cubs fan. <laughs> but I um, I think that the market actually pushed that line. Uh, towards Putin say uh, towards Putin say because it opened around plus 130 and I believe earlier today when I was doing a lot of my handicapping uh, for the first round matches um, it was plus 140 so we had seen uh, that 10 cent drift on her uh, which you know to me I don't care what the I hate you know I'm not a handicapper who says well the market's moving this way money's coming in here I don't care where other people are putting their money uh, to be honest uh, I'm confident in, in in my system and and on how I handicap. So if I like Dart, uh, uh, was liking her at plus one thirty, it became even more enticing at plus one forty. Screw what the market says. Screw other people. I don't care. Um, I didn't end up betting it, but if it gets to plus one fifty, plus one fifty five, uh, or if, or she gets down a quick break, that might be a good live spot because it's not like Putin Seva is above giving breaks back. Uh, you know she's not a huge server, so if she does get a break on Dart. And is up, you know, she holds and then breaks to start the match. Down love two. Dart could be, you know, plus 200. And that could be a really intriguing spot. I mean, uh, as long as she doesn't look thoroughly terrible in those two games, right? you got to watch the matches that you're live betting. But I think that could be an interesting live spot. I like that a lot. That's definitely something to look for. Let's jump to the next match. Yastremska, a short favorite against Julia Gurgis. And what do you think? The, I think the wrong woman's favorite here. I was surprised Gorgeous wasn't the small favorite. What do you think? Completely agree. Um, Yaz, to me, you know, we we've talked about and in, in our group with uh, uh, the guys from a mugs a mugs game podcast about Yastremska. I think we all tossed a, a few dollars on her for the Wimbledon outright, but uh, just because of the number and, and her power game. But to me, I mean, her her grass season last year was left a lot to be desired, and she's sure she's won two tournaments this year, right? Wawin and and the Strasbourg. But you can make a case that those were two of the weaker fields, and uh, until she got to the the semifinals and finals in Strasbourg, um, on the WTA tour calendar, she hasn't won a match outside of those two tournaments other than first round Miami, and I think that's it. You know, between from the end of Wawin, or not including the Fed Cup, from the end of Wawin through the French Open, outside of the Strasbourg run, she won one match. So. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why she's a favorite. Um, some people say, well, it's a Gerges fade because she hasn't been in form. But like I just said, it's not like Yastremska has been tearing tearing it up either. So, um, you know, this is one with a big serve uh, who had a good Wimbledon campaign last year. And I think is, is you know, getting ready to build off of her injury and, and potentially make a good run at Grassies. And I think uh, getting plus money here is is probably a wise move with Julia Gerges. 
Maybe it's an oversimplification, but when I think of Yastrzemska, I think of her more as a returning player than a serving player. She does have a ton of power, but it seems to be in attacking other people's serves. And, you know, grass is the hardest surface to return on. So I think it maybe neutralizes a little bit what she does well. And I love Gorgeous as a dog here. I'll definitely be taking her. Yeah. I'm seeing plus 105. I'll search. Maybe there's a 110 or even 115 somewhere. But I like that a lot. Yeah, I took this one early. And, uh, I thought I I thought the market would be kind of with <laughs> with me on this one. Um, it hasn't moved all that much. I think if anything, it's moved like three or four cents the other way. Uh, I'm seeing. I mean, there's one one X bet has plus one ten, Pinnacle plus one twelve, Bet Hard, which is a book Canadians can access, a British book I believe, uh, plus one fifteen. But they're a retirement bookie. Um, they don't they void all retirements, not just after the first set. Uh, not just before the end of the first set. So, I, you know, the the market has actually put money into Yastrzemska, which I find interesting. I disagree with, but, you know, can't always can't always have the CLV. You can read the mark, you can read the line, and then read what the market will likely do, and sometimes it's going to go the other way on you. But uh, I'm still happy the fact that I got in at plus money. I can't complain. Alexandrova, a small dog to Petra Martic. I'm seeing Martic minus 160. This should be a great match. The pricing looks just about right. Do you see any value here? not really i agree with you again um i primarily i would say that it's probably martich or pass but it's it's tough to back her at a big number i think that you know i'm not huge on grass spreads with favorites i'm just it's it's something i'm a little wary of because the the seven fives and the tie breaks and six four sets are so much more prevalent um so i'm away from that oh you said the word spread i got sad (laughs) Venus Williams, a uh, pretty big favorite, minus 245 against Sasnovich. I know you would love to bet the dog here, but my guess is you're going to pass. Yeah, this is, if there's one place where Venus will actually, you know, be a decent player that, you know, isn't an auto-fade, it's going to be on grass where the movement isn't so important, and she she still has that first serve, um, unless she's going to be like she was in, you know, Indian Wells, Miami, where even her serves looked horrible. Uh, but if she's serving... Um, like she can, uh, she's she's still going to be somewhat of a threat on grass. Uh, she's not winning any tournament that doesn't give her multiple or like a day off between every match. Like she's not winning a tournament that she has to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but she's she could win a match, maybe cause an upset. So I'm going to be stay, staying well away from this one. So if you remember from the Networthies last year, we tried to do Rookie of the Year, which ended up being pretty tough because basically everyone plays in the WTA since they start playing tennis. Um, the way the ranking system works. But I think this year maybe we'll find a way to change it or, or something. But I think maybe a candidate for that or most improved player has got to be Jennifer Brady, who is a small favorite here against Sorenko. I think this actually is, might be kind of a junky match. Sorenko's a little better on grass, but I know Brady will be coming off the long week. I, I kind of lean the dog here, but I think I'm going to pass out of not really being sure who's who's going to be at their best. Yeah, this is a Tuesday match. Uh, I want to kind of... Do some tape study if, if I can get anything uh, from Brady off uh, Nottingham that wasn't a hard court uh, to see if there's anything in her game that would bother, Sorengo could bother her with. But it, I lean, uh, there's there's definitely value on Sorengo. It's a matter of how much and, and is it enough to beat the line and the VIG uh, or beat the bookie and, and, their, and the VIG. So um, I think if it gets to you know, plus 110, plus 115, yeah, you almost have to play it uh, as they knock that implied probability down, you know, even more. But 
Uh, I think that this is a wrong woman favored. Uh, it is now plus 113 at Pinnacle, so that that is a that would be a play for me. Um, the money's coming in on Brady. I don't I don't trust Brady to 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 get you know I don't think she has enough um, tactically or in her game to get through uh, someone as as crafty and as uh, solid defensively as Sorenko. And uh, I think Sorenko is is a very good grass player uh, who. At plus one thirteen seems now is a play, and you're you know you're fading the long week with Brady. Totally, I've got plus one ten at Bovada. I'm going to look and see if maybe there's a plus one fifteen. Sometimes five dimes will do me a little bit better. Um, the final match I'm seeing here is we've got Barty minus two twenty over Vekic plus one seventy five. That seems like there's a little value on Vekic, but tough to trust after the long week. What do you think? Uh, no, I'm 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 all over Barty here. Uh, because of that long week. And Vekic has a history here with um, the Nottingham to to Birmingham um, trek, I guess you would say, uh, however you want to word it. She doesn't do well um, if going from Nottingham to Birmingham, not because, you know, Birmingham plays so much differently, but because, you know, she is a player who, I don't want to say fatigues a lot easier in matches, but she overheats really quickly. She doesn't like playing in the heat. Uh, and I think backing up long weeks for her is has always been tough, regardless of venue. And I think that um, this one in particular, historically, she won it in 2017, lost by five games to risk uh, here in the first round uh, two years ago. Last year, she went to the semis and then lost by in three sets, but by seven games to Svitolina in the first round. And now this year, she goes to the final, plays three sets, including two tie breaks. Uh, and now comes to Birmingham to play arrested in form Ashley Barty, who can serve really well, probably as well as Vekic, if not better, and who has one of the most devastating slices in the game, uh, which is going to really bother a player like Vekic who doesn't move particularly well and who doesn't like getting down low for the ball. I, you know, she she does actually bend her legs a lot and, and hit from a fairly low position, but this is going to be a whole new kind of low. I mean, this is going to be one of the lowest balls to the ground you see uh, throughout the grass season will come from Ashley Barty. I think everything here, from the long week to historical um, performances uh, in comparable situations to match up to talent gap, Everything says take Barty on the spread. I've got a little bit of 2 nothing, and I've got a full unit on the spread. Um, just in case Vekic, you know, it does kind of keep that form going and uh, and red line through uh, the match. I haven't gone crazy with the staking because, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of favorite spreads on grass. If this was, uh, let's say, uh, on clay and... You know, I had the same kind of handicap. It would be a, a larger stake on the minus three and a half games uh, because it's a surface that lends a bit more to uh, lopsided score lines if one player is better. But um, it's hard to hard to lay more than a unit, uh, or, or hard to put down more than a unit when you lay three and a half games against Vekic's serve. So uh, it's just a standard stake there and a small one on two nothing. So you're saying you like Barty? Okay, love. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's just about all we've got for Birmingham. Let's jump into the match in Mallorca, which turns out is in Spain, where they do have grass courts. Were you as surprised as I was to learn that? Uh, no, because it's on an island. It's its own. It's its own little island. So I think uh, it's not mainland Spain. They can they get a pass on 
the all clay court stuff. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. It's a relatively new tournament. Only about th- this will be the fourth time they've played it. Caroline Garcia beat Anastasia Sevastova the first year. Then Sevastova made it all the way back to the final, beating Julia Gorgeous. And Sevastova again made the final in 2018, but lost to Tatana Maria. Um, interesting to see that she's won a tournament. But let's yeah. jump into the draw here in the top half. We've got Angelique Kerber, the one seed, Amanda Anastasova. And then in the middle, we've got Belinda Bencic. I see Azarenka's name, Caroline Garcia, Allison Riss, Victoria Kuzmova, and hey, Maria Sharapova's playing tennis again. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? I feel like I want to bet her in that matchup so bad, but I've got a policy not to do it with returning players uh, from injury, so I won't. But I'd pick him here against Kuzmova. I just think that she's a better version of Kuzmova in just about every facet of the game. But um, we'll get to that with the individual matches. One thing I do want to say is you outlined the matchups uh, and the players that, that are there. Don't bet the first quarter, folks. Um, sometimes you'll see, oh, look at all those names in the first quarter. But, you know, when there's a ton of names, they kind of make it kind of makes each of them a little bit more valuable on the price. So sometimes you can say, hey, if you can find an angle, you know, bet the crowded quarter because you're going to get a good price on it. Here, Kerber, Sharapova, Risk, Azarenka, and Garcia are five of the seven favorites at Bet365, and they're all in the same quarter. Wild. To me, that is an automatic no-go. That is an automatic pass. Maybe look at some individual matchups. It is the quarter to watch as a fan, but do not bet that quarter on the outright market. I mean, if one of them you know, had a huge number because it is so crowded, uh, you could consider it. But when, they're, when all five are among the top seven favorites, that, that's, that's madness to me. Actually, I'm looking here at Bovada right now because if we go down to the bottom half, I bet you the next two favorites on your list are also here, Belinda Bencic and Amanda Anasimova. So looking yeah. at Bovada again, I know you've got some different books, but Kerber, Anasimova, Bencic, Risk, Azarenka, Garcia. Now where's Sevastova? Is she in the bottom half? So there She's we go. the second seed, yeah. Second seed. All right, so she's the second seed. So I've got six of the top six, six favorites here are all in the first half. You can't do anything with that. Uh, I, I, I would I took uh, a small stake on Benchich at nine to one, just because I do think that with that crowded first quarter, um, they might have a lot of long matches early on, and then either her or Anisimova is is going to you know that's really it's just those two um, that should make it through the quarters and should play each other. Um, if one's going to fall earlier, I would think it would be Amanda, and that's why I took Benchich because if Amanda falls earlier than. Um, that quarter holy cow it seems like Benchich has a nice path to the semi and then takes on someone that could be coming through an extremely tough and arduous uh, quarter and I think you can see her in the final so I think there is value on that nine to one um, but that's all I would do with the top half uh, otherwise I'd look to the bottom half for a big big number um, to try and get someone to the final yeah it's I like your thought there on Benchich she's definitely in the easier section but you know, if, I guess if Kerber had maybe played last week and had a little fatigue, same with Azarenka, I'd feel a little better about that. But it seems like Kerber, despite the tough draw here, you know, she's going to get an easy first match. She should be able to, you know, outthink and, and you know, outangle, I think, either Kuzmova or Sharapova in that mm-hmm. second match. And then maybe she gets a tired risk. We haven't seen Azarenka on grass yet. Um, so I'm going to pass, but I like your thought there. But let's jump into the bottom half. It sounds like you have a name in mind. We've got Sevastova down here, Tom Yanovich. Um, Van Udvank, Siniakova, who's always hot and cold, Mertens, 
who we picked a bunch during the clay season, much mm-hmm. to our dismay. Um, Kirsten Flipkins, who I was talking about, um, and Sophia Cannon. A bunch of interesting kind of names down here from a grass court perspective. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that um, her career record uh, on the on the grass being close to 500 has pushed this price so far up. But I think Allison Van Utvank, uh is a nice price at 40 to 1. I think that if I'm going to look in this half, I'm going to look for a big number because you're going to get them here with so many favorites in the top half. Uh, her her game kind of does fit well on grass. Uh, the movement isn't so much of an issue when she can kind of serve and keep points short. I think that, you know, last year we saw a server win this with kind of, you know, not a not the biggest name at high odds in, in Tatiana Maria when she beat Sevastova. And I think Van Utvank could be that kind of um, uh, player to to do the same kind of thing, you know, make that run where you say, you know, it's not expected. You don't expect to see her in the final with such a good field. But at the same time, when you think about it, you say, you know what, it does make sense in a way. She does have the big serve. She does have, you know, the big hitting. And her game does suit grass pretty well. So I think it's not someone you look at in advance and you look at more in hindsight. Um the fact that she's a plus one sixty dog to Sinyakova kind of boggled my mind. Uh, I don't I don't know why. Maybe because Sinyakova does have that craftiness. Who, if there's anyone that can take advantage and exploit the lack of movement on grass, um, it would be her. But uh, I think that's a huge mistake from the bookies. At worst, it should be a pick 'em. I think you can make a case Van Utvank should be a minus one fifteen favorite. Um, but I think that the fact that her price is so long in her first match kind of inflates the outright price right because bookies expect her to be resoundingly defeated in the first round you know they're going to give you a nice price on the outright market uh, when they open it so i was more than more than thrilled to see 40 to 1 there i love that i had that one circled as well um her her first match is her toughest match but when i look at kind of her pathway here she's a bunch of matches against players who are kind of hot and cold and in those matches she is really steady you know van utvank i don't know Mm -hmm. what her redlining looks like but i also don't know what her playing terribly looks like she kind of always comes out with some same nice consistent tennis which is what you need against sinyakova that's what you need against maybe sevastova if she gets there i mean if it's tom lianovich she should be able just to outserve her basically and then you get to mertens who you know i've heard that her shoulder looks better and looks healthier i haven't seen too much of her play but still maybe a little wary of her maybe flipkins who's relatively smart but again van utvank should be able to outserve her i love her pathway i think, I think that's it's a great it's, number uh, 40 to 1 i think the next best number here and i know you just mentioned maybe flipkins maybe Mertens. i for me the only other number i considered in this half and it was a little too short for me was sophia cannon she she did have put up a nice year on the grass last year and when you think about her game it makes total sense she does hit really flat she likes to hit really flat um, it's why her clay season was so surprising this this year. Um, and the flat ball is going to work well. She's not afraid of pace. Someone else blasts pace at her, and she'll redirect it back at you with, you know, with, with that kind of flat ground stroke. That's perfect grass tennis. Um, and I, I, don't, I disagree with a lot of people who say she's you know, a counterpuncher and a turner. I've seen her generate her own pace many a time, and that is also another strength on grass. So I think it could be, and I would not be surprised in a 250 tournament ahead of Eastbourne, you know, if any of these ladies are playing Eastbourne next week, this could be a spend a week on the beach in Mallorca, um, beautiful island, you know, destination kind of, um, holiday destination kind of place. That's why you see a lot of the smaller names uh, have success sometimes in Mallorca. It is a smaller money field. The points aren't, it's a 280. 
Um, you know, you see smaller names do well here, and and I wonder how many of these women are going to, you know, look towards Eastbourne and and look at that premier event tuning up for Wimbledon, want to win two or three matches there, and then get off to London. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a Kennan versus uh, Van Utvank semifinal. Um, at all. I love that beach angle. I think that actually helps our Van Utvank angle because you got to think somebody with that many freckles isn't thinking about spending time on the beach. <laughs> well, that, you know, this is why I like these these small 280s in kind of a holiday destination places where there's, you know, we have seen players um, in, in this ranking range win in the past. I think there's there's a reason for that. I, you know, I, I do think that this is something that, that's happening and someone who is more than you know, willing to take advantage of it would be Alison Van Utvank. She could use two hundred eighty points. She could use first place money. Um, you know, Sevastova loves it here, though. I think that's going to be the obstacle. She finaled and then won and then finaled. You know, she's been in the final here every year it's happened. So that could be an obstacle, and she clearly never um, kind of passes or, or looks at this as a as a throwaway tournament, but. Um, uh, other than that, you know, Tatiana Maria, Sam Stozer, uh, and Sophia Kennan before, you know, she was a top 30 player were the th- other three semifinalists last year, right? Uh, CeCe Ballas, another young gun that was kind of bringing her ranking up, uh, the year before that was a semifinalist, um, along with, you know, Carol Garcia and Julia Gerges. And then the year prior to that, Flipkins, uh, Yankovic, um, you know, and then, of course, Sevastova Garcia, they both have good uh, history here. But uh, I think that it's interesting to me to see, you know, consistently at least one, sometimes two, and as many as three uh, smaller names um, and lower-ranked players in the the semifinals here every single year. And I think Van Utvank can be that person this year. All right, let's jump into some first-round matchups. The first one we've got here. Annalena Friedsum is minus 110 against Dioffen Wang, who's also just about 110. Um, some movement there. Friedsum was a dog this morning, I think like plus 120 or so. Um, were you surprised by the market investing in Friedsum there? Not really. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, you know, be saying I'd back her, but Yaffen Wang's never shown anything on grass. Friedsum, she can, she can get a little pop on her serve, uh, I'm not surprised that they pushed it down to a pick'em. Uh, no, I think that that's where it should have been. They haven't drastically moved it. I think earlier when I saw it, it was she was even money, and Wong was like minus one twenty. Mm. Uh, and now I'm seeing uh, the average price across the European books is minus like one hundred nine, minus one ten essentially to minus one fifteen. So uh, that seems about right. All right, Siniakova, a favorite over Van Udvank. You mentioned you already like Van Udvank at plus 160. Um, I'm actually seeing plus 140, so maybe already a little market movement there. But I, I still like the underdog at that price. I, I thought you broke that down perfectly. I'd have this match just about even up, minus 110, minus 115, either way, depending on how crappy of a, a book you are. Um, I, I, st- I love the dog here. So you're going to double down on your outright and grab AVU? I did, yeah. And, and for those uh, listening... Uh, you know, you're not gonna have much time before this one starts. Uh, you know, Father's Day. We're recording a bit later, um, but if you can, this this goes Monday morning. If you can get this match, go to bet three six five uh, for our Canadian European listeners. It's plus one sixty two. I don't see better than plus one forty eight anywhere else. And you know, the four books are plus one forty, plus one forty one, plus one forty eight, and plus one sixty two. That's a significant difference. Grab it uh, if you can while it's still there. 
Moving on to the next match, uh, Monica Puig, or as I've been calling her since her new coaching relationship, Cal Monica Puigari is playing Alia Tomjanovic. Uh, Puig, a small underdog. I, I kind of want to take her based on form, but I'll probably just pass. Do you have any thoughts on this match? I, I like the line where it is. Tomjanovic with a big serve, more consistent, um, probably the better player, uh, less erratic. I think, you know, with almost even games, um, those intangibles have it were lined properly. Kennan, the young player you just mentioned, a small favorite here. Well, actually, a decent favorite, minus 165, um, over Chris, Kirsten, not Kristen, Kirsten Flipkins, plus 125 there. That feels just about right to me. I was hoping for maybe a little more value on the dog. Again, Flipkins you know, doesn't win a whole lot, but she likes playing on grass and always has a lot of success there. But I think I'll pass. What do you think? I'm seeing like minus 145-ish at Pinnacle. Interesting. Uh, 1.67. I know 1.71 is minus 140, so right. I know it's definitely not minus 165 um, at the European. And this is pretty standard. It's about 1. minus 165. Yeah, 167 is minus 150. Okay, so 1.65 at Unibet, um, 1.65 uh, at Bet Hard, 1.65 at One So that's probably so about 155, maybe 160. I know Bovada's right. a little tough on the on the favorites, but right right in line okay. there. But anyway, are you taking the favorite? Are you taking the dog? What do you think? Like I said in the kind of in the outright talk, I think that if I took anyone here, it would be Kennan. Um, I'm probably just going to watch this match and see how Kennan looks, and then maybe try and jump on her uh, in some form against uh, the qualifier Jabor, like a two nothing play. Benchic a big favorite over Peterson. Do you any interest in laying the four and a half games or parlaying the minus three sixty? I will not go over four. Uh, although if if there is a place where you can lay games. Uh, it would be on women, women's tennis on grass. Men's tennis is so much harder to cover those big spreads uh, because just what every man has a serve. Um, I, 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 oh, I, I could justify four and a half. I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to stick on my outright. four and a half, so we'll pass. Yeah, and you know what? Peterson doesn't have the big hitting game or the big serve, so Benchich could eat her up, and I could see it being a two and two kind of match. I, there is that path you know, to victory in that sense. Uh, but I'm going to leave it. I've got my outright. I'm happy with the fact that she should win this handily. Merton's a decent favorite over Pekovic, minus 230. Mm-hmm. That feels about right to me, unless you have any thoughts. Um, If anything, parlayer here, because Petkovic is one who can just, like, pull some amazing hitting and variety out of her derriere and go on, like, a 6-2 run. So if you like Merton's, which I do... Parlayer, I don't risk it with the spread. Pekovic is is not a player I like to bet against in late games on. Kuzmova just about even up with Sharapova. You talked about that one a little bit. I liked your oh. breakdown there. This is going to be fun to watch. You know, you'd love to take Sharapova, but we got to wait and see how she looks after the long delay. I know, but the market is, they're just, you know, it's like, what what is that, you know, the line? Every time I try and get out, they just keep pulling me back in. That's right. Uh, she's plus 104 at Pinnacle, oh, noobs. Oh, man. If that gets to 115, minus, 120, I'm there. At, I'm minus, at minus 110, I was like, you take away the injury return and it's it's value. I probably I told myself I probably wanted 20 cents more, and here we are, 14 of the cents are there. If it gets to 110, I, I'm i going to hate myself. Well, let's hurry up and get and out of here before we bet it. Yeah, and you know what? It's Tuesday, too, so all day tomorrow, people could theoretically push it there, so... You know, oh, we'll be, if it, uh, we'll be sitting. I'm playing watching. it though. I'm playing it if it's plus one ten. I'm going. I have to. I have to. 
All right. Allison Risk is minus 650 over Paula Bedosa <laughs> Jubert. Good for her. Um, Azarenka minus 165 against Garcia. I can't tell if that's a cheap price on Azarenka or not. Is she as good on grass as I think she would be? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> she she has the game for it. Um, I, I can't remember her best result at Wimbledon. I, is it a... I'm going to look up her grass record. She's 44 and 19 on grass, so that tells you all you need to know. Um, You know, the Olympics were played on grass 2012. I believe she won this bronze medal there. Uh, Yeah, she's been very good in her career. You know, quarterfinals in 09 of Wimbledon. um, And then she made the semis in 2011. She made the semis in 2012, won the bronze medal on grass in 2012. Quarterfinals 2015. Um, fourth round, losing to Halep, which is never a bad loss, 2017. Uh, last year, she got caught up with uh, Karolina Pliskova, so went out second round. But, you know, she's got a great record on grass. It makes total sense. She's got the game, the huge serve. And with Garcia off a long week, like a third set, like finishing her semi-final Sunday morning, then playing three sets, including two tie breaks um, Sunday and then having to come here and play this by Tuesday, I, I do think that that if you can find a way to play um, as Ranka, there's value there. I do at one point sixty three. There, there's value in that number. Yeah, I think so. I'll probably find a way to parlay her. But we've got one match left, and if you're standing, sit down. It's the big match we've been waiting to talk about. Shai Shai Zhang plays Sam Stoser in what should be an absolute thriller. <sighs> They're about minus Agreed. 110 each. I don't care. Do you? No. Um, no, I think that we skipped over the risk Bedosa Hibert match. And, like, <laughs> I think there's part of me that wants to fade risk again. And I, 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 I think I'm not going to do not it in this match. Well, uh, I mean, like someone like Bolsova Zodoinov. I, I think some of these, like Bedosa Hibert, um, some of these women can hit too. And I don't think are be, being given. Uh, enough credit she made the fourth round in De- or sorry the second round in den bosch as a qualifier then again she only played katarzyna kawa uh fanny solar and priscilla han those are the players she beat so it's not yeah. like she was you know han has a Somebody decent a game um but and then she got killed by vickle yitzeva so i think I, I read a bit too much into that and i'll pass here but like at some point i'm sorry i'm gonna fade risk i just don't believe she's gonna start the grass season winning back to back to back tournaments from ITF to WTA to WTA. There's no way I, I can't buy into it. She's played too much tennis the last two weeks. Well, that's just about all I have this week. Um, anything else to touch on before we wrap it? No, no, it's uh, that was good. Awesome. Well, have a great week, everybody. Again, please follow us on Twitter. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We'd love to hear your commentary. I know we've had uh, some sound issues um, the last couple weeks. Um, It turns out that Jorge's mic may have actually been too good, and hopefully this week will be a little bit better. But I assure you that Uh we are doing our best to work on it. So thank you for listening, and we appreciate your patience and hope that the quality of our content overwhelms sometimes the lack of wonderful audio. But have a great week.